Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Kosas. They are the clean skincare and makeup brand that you didn't know you needed. They make clean makeup for skincare freaks. Their complexion products are actually proven to make your skin better. And I can attest to that after wearing Kosas all summer and getting so many compliments on my skin. It was pretty amazing, you guys, because I have had pretty horrible rashes ever since giving birth to Atticus. And if you've seen me on Instagram, then you know these rashes, they're bad. They're all over my face. You can see them on my chin, on my cheeks, on my forehead. And when I wear Kosas Revealer Concealer, you can't see these rashes at all. And I also top that concealer with Kosas Glow IV product, which makes you look so tan, so bronzed, so glowy. It has a little bit of a shimmer in it and it feels amazing. The other thing about the concealer is that it's also an eye cream and a spot treatment all in one. So it looks amazing. It feels so lightweight on the skin. You can take their five-step shade finder quiz on their website. Millions of people have tried Kosas. It is one of the best-selling makeup collections at Sephora. So don't choose between wearing great makeup and taking care of your skin. Right now, Kosas is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase of $50 or more. When you go to kosas.com slash balanced, go to kosas.com slash balanced for 15% off your first purchase of $50 or more plus free shipping. That's kosas.com slash balanced. Enjoy. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Today, you have me for a solo episode and I'm excited. We have so much to get into. So I promised on the last solo episode that we did, which was more of a life update episode. So if you're into wanting to know what I've been doing lately and what some of my life updates look like, I would highly recommend checking that episode out. I think it came out around a month ago. And in that episode, I promised that I would give you my whole story in a nutshell. So this isn't like a life story episode because if this was a whole story of my life, I think that we would be talking for 
10 hours or 10 days or something crazy like that. But I did want to record an episode so that for any new listeners or even for our longtime listeners who have been here since the beginning, just to get to know me a little refresher. And for anybody who finds me on Instagram, and I probably get a message every single day saying, hey, where can I find your whole story? Because I see that you're a podcaster and that you've been through chronic illness and you're a mom and you're Pleiadian and you channel all these things. But where can I learn about you? How did you begin? How did your spiritual journey take off? Like what was the catalyst for everything that you kind of experience now? What did your entrepreneurial journey look like? All that good stuff. And I always feel bad because I point people in so many different directions. I answer them and I say, well, I have this solo episode from back in the day where I tell you my psychic awakening journey. And then I have this blog post that talks about my Lyme battle and all this other stuff. But I knew and I've had on my mind for a while that it was time to create a comprehensive episode where we just tell the whole story from beginning to current life. So let's dive into it. And I hope that you can see yourself in this story and that it inspires you to reach for the highest vibration of yourself because that's what I do this podcast for. That's my main goal. Really, my only goal is to talk into the microphone and help people achieve and realize that they can create the highest vibration of themselves and step into the highest version, highest frequency, the juiciest, most alive, most weird and wild version of who you came here to be. So let's start from the beginning. I'm not going to get deep into my childhood because we've definitely talked about that in previous episodes, but I will say just as an introductory thing, I grew up in Sacramento. So shout out to all of my fellow Northern California people. And I went to a great little school called Sacramento Country Day School. It's K through 12, pre-K through 12, actually. So I was there for 14 years and really went to school with people who became family. I've had the same best friend since kindergarten. And that's kind of one of my claims to fame because that tells you a lot about the kind of person I am and what's important to me, which is people and family and also creativity. Country Day was a very creative school, very into the liberal arts. And as you can imagine, with only like 30 or 40 kids per grade and the same campus for your whole entire life, your whole childhood and adolescence, it's really focused in the arts. We were definitely known for our writing, for our English programs, for our theater, drama, sports, all that kind of stuff. So that's what I was into for all of childhood. I was writing 99 page flip books when I was in first grade. I was obsessed with writing and reading and just always one of those very creative kids. And when I was in third grade, I became very, very sick with whooping cough. So this was the beginning of this part of my life where I really started to identify as someone who was not healthy, but was very sick. I realized during that time that I had a weakened immune system 
And I was so young. I was only eight years old. So this is me going back and piecing together what my parents have told me as well as what I remember because I remember this time very clearly. And that's another thing about me. My memory is very strong. So I remember being born. A lot of people don't believe me, but I actually do remember that. Um, And I remember my childhood very vividly. So something that I do remember is that in third grade, so I was about eight or nine years old, 10 people in my class came down with pneumonia and they found out that we had mold in our classroom. Now I know the dangers of mold. I've lived in many moldy environments. I even found out that the home that I grew up in, that I lived in until I was 14, was very moldy and specifically underneath my bedroom. So mold has been a consistent theme and a consistent culprit in my life, especially when it comes to my health. So all the other kids in my class that had pneumonia were out of school for a couple weeks, but then there was me where the pneumonia turned into whooping cough. And whooping cough is something you don't hear about people getting very often. It's one of those things that was much more prevalent in the 1800s. So here I am with whooping cough in my house, eight years old. My mom thought I was going to die. My dad thought I was going to die. I wasn't really aware that that's what they were thinking. Cause to me, this just felt like, okay, I'm really sick. I can't catch my breath. I'm throwing up everything I eat. I'm coughing. Um, whooping cough is this horrible, very croupy cough where you pretty much sound like a whale and it's known as the 100 day cough. But for me, it was a lot longer than that. So I was pretty much out of school for an entire year. And I know thinking back to my childhood, even though this time was relatively nice in my life. I mean, it wasn't nice. It was just that I wasn't terrified. I didn't think I was dying. I kind of overheard my parents and doctors talking about how serious this was, but this just became my new normal. I was in bed 24-7. One of my parents slept with me every night because they were afraid I would stop breathing in the middle of the night. And this was a wild time in my life. I remember when I finally went back to school at the very end of my third grade year, my whole class was clapping. They had posters for me. It was a wonderful reintroduction back to school. And I always loved school and I loved people and I loved my friends. So when I said this time in my life was nice, it wasn't. What I really meant was I just didn't realize the gravity of the situation. And from there, I was always given special exceptions to things because I had fragile health. I was really affected by this. My lung capacity was affected and I was white as a sheet at this time. Like I lost all of that healthy color in my face and my body. I also lost like 15 pounds. And for a little child who's only, Lord knows what, 60 pounds to begin with, very intense. And I bring this up to say, People often wonder, what's the origins of your chronic illness? And when did you first start feeling sick? When did you first start feeling different or off from other people? Because something we talk a lot about on this podcast is feeling like we're not from here. It started as an innocent joke. Those of us who feel spiritual, who feel like we might be from another planet, that we never fit in here, or maybe we did fit in, but our mission felt so big that we couldn't relate to a lot of people around us. 
that's what we're always talking about here on the Balanced Blonde podcast. Hashtag not from here. We have not from here t-shirts, sweatshirts, all the things. That's when I started to mostly feel like I wasn't from here because I looked around at the rest of my class and was very aware that everyone had a level of energy and just like a carefree essence about them that I didn't feel like I had after that experience. And I know people go through worse health issues than having whooping cough for a year, but this was my story. So all I can do is talk about my story. And this definitely left an impact on me. And in a spiritual and energetic sense, I know that this was the first time that it was imprinted in me. Oh, I'm sick. I'm different. I'm fragile. I have to be really careful, all those kinds of things. But I went on and had a really lovely, beautiful childhood, really focused on the creative stuff. Like I was saying, I was very into writing and art. And I always knew that I wanted to be an author or an actress. So I did a lot of theater in school, was always in the school play. And I would be really upset if I wasn't the lead. So everybody at my school knew that. (laughs) If I didn't get the lead, they'd be like, oh shit, Jordan's not the lead. She's not going to care as much about the part anymore. And maybe that's because I'm a Leo South node. So if you know anything about astrology, you'll know Leo South node. We like to be the center of attention. So that's a whole other thing. But I share all that to say I had a really lovely childhood. Let's talk about hormones. Hormones are the number one cause of skin, hair, and beauty issues. And all of our hormones are under attack due to chronic stress and the 85,000 chemicals that we're exposed to daily. Using a brand that is backed by an integrated health approach and they use absolutely no hormone disruptors. It is verified hormone disruptor free. will help you feel and look your best and get your hormones back in balance. That's right. We are talking about Veracity. Veracity is the incredible skincare brand that also has an at-home hormone test kit that I have sent to so many of my friends. I am not the only person in my circle of friends and family who is recently postpartum. And as many of you probably know, after you have a baby, hormones go pretty wild. So I want everybody in my life to take this veracity hormone test. You can also follow along on my journey on Instagram because I took their hormone test and I've been sharing all my results over there. People have wanted to know what I've been doing to balance my hormones. And that is one of my top tips. Each of their skincare products has been validated by their medical advisory team. I feel like that is a first when it comes to skincare. I'm obsessed with their cleanser. It is a blemish calming cleanser, perfect for sensitive skin. And I also love their Bio Evolve Serum. They have supplements. They have a little bit of everything. So visit veracityselfcare.com slash balanced to get 20% off your first order when you use code balanced at checkout. That's V-E-R-A-C-I-T selfcare.com forward slash balanced for 20% off your first purchase with the code balanced. Enjoy. And when 
I was in high school, I fell madly, madly in love with Tommy. Tommy's actually going to come on this podcast soon. Hi, Tommy, if you're listening. A lot of you have heard about Tommy. I've done solo episodes all about my relationship with Tommy. It was very pivotal. It wasn't just your normal average relationship, first love story. We were incredibly head over heels massively obsessed with each other, 100% thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. And we were together off and on for 14 years. So this actually started, I said high school, but I first fell in love with Tommy when I was in middle school and we started dating when we were 15. So Tommy, kindest soul on the actual planet. He's a Sagittarius like Atticus, my son. I was actually convinced that Atticus was going to be born on Tommy's birthday, which is December 18th. And Atticus was born on the 21st. So just a few days later. And if you can think back to your first love, just think about how magical that time in your life is. We were so young. We had no idea what life had in store for us, what the world had in store for us. All I knew was that I had found this person who understood me on the deepest level. I didn't feel alone anymore. And I had friends and I had an amazing family, but because I was so highly sensitive and I felt like I wasn't from here and I felt different, I had a lot of emotions. I was always like crying, listening to music and writing. I was very emo. Tommy understood me deeper than I had ever been understood by anyone in the world. And we were madly, wholeheartedly obsessed with each other. We had a few really lovely years together, healthy relationship, things were great. And then things took a turn as we got a little older, started exploring alcohol and drugs. I was actually the first one between Tommy and I to explore alcohol and drugs and just, you know, normal high school stuff. I was living it up, partying. And up until this time, he had been very anti-partying, I would say, like he didn't drink or smoke or anything. But after I took the lid off of those experiences, he ended up trying everything. And then he loved it. And I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but what ended up happening was that Tommy became addicted to drugs. And this became like a massive battle that went on for the next 15 years and shaped his life, shaped my life, shaped everyone's life that was a part of knowing him, but of course, specifically him. But back then, because I was with him and in love with him, and I felt like we were intertwined and I didn't understand the difference between twin flames and soulmates. And maybe we're soulmates, but we're not meant to be together in this life because this is not influencing my life in a good way. And me, I ended up not influencing his life in a good way either because he went down a hellish battle for many, many, many years with drugs, very hardcore stuff. And he also tried to take his life many times. So I always say the last day of my innocence was when I had just turned 17 and I thought that Tommy died for the first time, got a death note from him, went to his house, the whole shebang it was awful. And this went on like he lived, thank goodness. And then I went to college. He stayed back in Sacramento. We were 100% intertwined. I was drinking a lot in college. I was partying. I was in a sorority. Shout out to Alpha Phi. Loved being an Alpha Phi, but it's also hilarious looking back because 
so much of me didn't even want to be like a partying sorority girl. I wanted to be like a calm yoga teacher author vibe, but I was just partying, going out every single night. And I had a lot of fun, made a lot of lifelong friends. That's when I moved to LA and got to do a lot of amazing things. I studied abroad in Florence. I studied English and minored in journalism. Originally, I was a theater major, so I had that going on too, but ended up switching to English. And then all throughout college, super intertwined with Tommy, dated other people, dated someone my senior year who ended up cheating on me at my sorority formal with the girl who was in my sorority. And that was another life-changing moment because after that happened and I was shattered because he was supposed to be my healthy, stable boyfriend who I pictured my life with, even though I was still so intertwined with Tommy. And when that happened is the catalyst for me going vegan. It was winter break of my senior year in 2012. And I did a five-day vegan cleanse, never looked back, went vegan, was teaching yoga at school. By this time, had done my 200-hour teacher training. And this is when I started my blog, The Blonde Vegan. So people who are here for the entrepreneurial journey, this is when I started my blog. I was still in college, was just about to graduate. So this brings us into 2013. And I was going to New York where I had gotten into my dream school for my master's program, the new school in New York. So Parsons is a part of the new school. It's in the West Village. It's amazing. And I got into the master's of fine arts program of creative writing. So started my blog over the summer, started working on it all the time. This was a vegan food blog called The Blonde Vegan and was just in love with the whole process. Like I felt like I finally had something for myself where I wasn't pouring all my energy into someone else. Like so much of my life up until that point, I had been pouring into Tommy or friends or my college boyfriend and everyone around me kind of like, I want to take care of everyone. I want to please everyone. I love everyone. I'm a triple Libra, like to make everybody happy. And when I started my blog, I realized, holy shit, this is for me. And I love this. And I have this audience that's amazing. And this was pretty much the beginning of Instagram days when people had been using Instagram for personal reasons for a couple of years. But when people started using Instagram to start a brand or start a blog, this was very, very new in 2013. So it felt like the Wild West and you could gain like 5,000 followers in a day if you were really dedicated and interacting with people. It was so fun. And I will forever miss those days of social media. And leading up to leaving for New York, I remember my family saying to me, you've got to stop blogging. This is just a hobby. You need to focus on grad school. And that was my plan. But then I moved to New York and quickly realized while I was there in the program that nobody valued writing online. So many of my professors at school for the master's program were like, oh, if you write online, that doesn't mean anything. There's no editing process. That's not prestigious. That's not real. So I was blogging and I was reaching a huge audience. And I was thinking to myself, it's wild that all of my professors, these famous authors, these accomplished people in the literary world, that they're totally dismissing this blog world. So I would do a lot of like projects and essays talking about the blog space. 
And again, I was so dismissed by my teachers. They would laugh at me. They would be like, oh, it's so funny that you think that this is real writing. The goal is to be published. And if you're not editing your work, you can never get published. And it was, it was, it was interesting. The, um, I don't mean to talk bad about it, but the attitude that the old school literary world had about the rising online world was really interesting. I think they were very threatened by the fact that people who were younger, who didn't really have all the education or the jobs under their belt, or they hadn't climbed the ladder the way that they felt like they had. I think it was very threatening to think, wow, these people can get book deals just because they have an audience on Instagram, um, which is what ended up happening with me. So I started selling cleanse programs on my blog and I started my first merch line, TBV Apparel. We are talking about Stitch Fix, and I'm so excited because I've been such a fan of Stitch Fix for as long as I can remember, and I'm so happy to be working with them on the show. So now that I'm a mom and my son is outgrowing his clothes every single step of the way, I love that Stitch Fix just gets it. They make shopping for kids' clothes so easy. They have comfy, cool styles. They have all the different sizes, and they also have pieces starting at just $10. So they do all the work so that you have time to focus on all of the other things in your busy life. Stitch Fix is the best way to shop for the whole family, especially for the little kids. There's no worrying about finding clothes that your picky kids will like or fitting room meltdowns. I honestly can't even imagine having Atticus in an actual store and a fitting room at this stage in our life. Stitch Fix solves that problem by having a stylist do the shopping for the whole family. You'll save time on shopping. Plus, all of the try-ons are in the comfort of your own home on your own time. All you have to do is share their size their favorite colors and styles, even what they're not into, because of course, you know your kids best. It's such an affordable option. You can get 10 items in a kid's fix, keep what they like and send back the rest for free. You don't have to subscribe. So there's no commitment. There's no risk. You got to try it today. Try Stitch Fix today at stitchfix.com slash balanced and get 25% off when you keep everything in your kids fix. That's stitchfix.com slash balanced for 25% off. Stitchfix.com slash balanced. Today, we are talking about Nutrafol. I have loved Nutrafol, especially in my postpartum journey. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, know that you're not alone. That's over 50% of women. Thinning is normal and Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. One of the questions that I get asked all the time is how do you have such thick and healthy hair, especially postpartum, especially after having a baby? And I always say it's diet, lifestyle, and supplements. And one of the supplements that I always take is Nutrafol. They are the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength from postpartum to menopause. And no matter your stage of life, Nutrafol has four unique formulas that are proven to help you with thickness and strength. You can go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz to identify causes of your hair 
and kind of figure out what's going on within so that they will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. They support healthy hair from within, which I love because it's always a root cause issue. So they check out stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code BALANCED. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com and UT. R-A-F-O-L dot com, promo code balanced. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code balanced. It was so fun. Living in New York was the best time in my life, truly. I will always think of it so fondly. And then a lot of stuff happened when I was living in New York. There was a lot going on with my family. My dad was involved in something with basically a criminal scam artist. And that really affected my family and was also very devastating because my dad had worked so hard his entire life and was very trusting of someone who took advantage. And this was like a huge wake up call for me. And without going into too much detail, because I've talked about it before and it's also in my book, but it's also pretty private when it comes to my parents' life, my family's life, something really devastating happened. And I decided to move home, not move home home, but move back to California. So I decided after one year of my master's program and building my blog that I would leave school and move back to LA. And I only had one year left in my master's program. So part of me, when I look back was like, oh, it would have been amazing to finish it. Finishing it would have meant writing a fiction book and working on that. But I was so aware that pouring all my energy into my blog and my growing brand was where I wanted to be. And I wanted to see what was going to happen in the entrepreneurial space and really step into who I was. And this wake up call with my family was the thing that really made me realize and wake up like I have to take care of myself. And this is a very real time in my life where I don't want to ask my parents for anything. I want to provide for myself and I want to show them all of this amazing stuff that they've instilled in me, the education that they've allowed me to receive. I want to pour back into myself and really show them and show myself, I'm going to create a business and this is going to be freaking epic. So that's what I did. I ended up leaving New York, which was very bittersweet. And I was sad about it for a long time because I really missed New York. But then I went back and visited as much as I could and started to really build the brand and business side of my blog when I moved back to LA. So I got my first managers, Be Social, shout out to Allie. She found me and she was like one of the very original digital talent managers. And we signed together and she started helping me create a media kit where I started bringing in brand deals. And now the industry that we know that is influencer marketing was pretty much born back then in 2014. 
And it was so exciting. And I went from like kind of struggling and barely having a single dollar to my name to actually really flourishing in my brand and doing very well, seemingly overnight. It wasn't overnight. It was probably over the course of a year, but things, I was young. So things picked up slowly and then they picked up rapidly. And I had a book deal, which was kind of like, a ha-ha in your face moment to all of my old professors who thought that that could never happen if you were just a blogger. So I wrote my first book, Breaking Vegan. I had stopped being vegan. It broke the internet, made a lot of people really mad. It was very wild. And I was experiencing a lot of health issues. So this brings it very full circle to what I was talking about in the beginning with the health issues that I was experiencing as a child. And in my second apartment in Brentwood in LA, I ended up living in a very moldy space, which I didn't know, but I lived there for three years. That was when I first lived alone. It was a wonderful time in my life. I loved living alone. I felt like I was really thriving, but on the inside, I was getting really, really, really sick and inflamed and I didn't know why. So basically from 2015 to 2018, my health deteriorated very slowly. First, it started with rashes, which turned into fatigue, which turned into hormone issues. I was gaining a lot of weight, like 30 pounds on a very short frame. And it was inflammation running rampant in my body. I had cystic acne. I had this horrible chronic fatigue. I had a fibroid on my uterus. I knew that things were not right. So I started looking into this. I was very into so many alternative healing modalities from Ayurveda to working with crystal healers, working with functional medicine doctors before everyone in the world was talking about functional medicine acupuncturists, Chinese medicine doctors, dermatologists, medium, psychics, everything. And nothing was moving the needle for me. Meanwhile, I was going through my own spiritual awakening, which on the flip side, my whole life, I had pretty much known that I was very connected to the spiritual realms. When I was a child, I was visited by people who had passed on. I could communicate with angels, spirit guides, but it's something that left me when I was really young because I was just told that stuff's not real. So fast forward to my mid-20s when I started my podcast and started interviewing these incredible psychics and mediums, channels, Reiki healers, crystal healers, Pleiadian channels, all these different amazing practitioners and healers, really the best in their space. And every single one of them said to me, you're psychic, you have this gift. And I would always say to them, I know, I believe you because I really, really feel like I am. But how do I tap into these gifts? So they started to help me. I started to really explore that side of me. And I would say that spiritual side of me is absolutely what saved me when I started to fall into the hell, the pits of hell that was getting really, really sick from living in mold and the Lyme disease that had probably been lying dormant in my body for God knows how long, probably at least 10 years, woke up and ran rampant in my body. But I didn't know that I was struggling with Lyme and mold because at the time, nobody was talking about that kind of stuff. Nobody knew what Lyme disease was. The only person really talking about it publicly was Yolanda Hadid. 
on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and she was being laughed off of the show. People were telling her that she had Munchausen syndrome, making her symptoms up. So when I heard about Lyme disease, I didn't even understand what are the symptoms. How could this possibly be me? I'm not sure what Yolanda is going through. And I had heard Lyme over and over again. I just kept thinking that can't be me. So I continued seeking. I went to Bali on my own soul searching journey. I did solo episodes there. You can go back and listen to those. It was a very interesting time in my life because I was just searching for what is going to be the thing. What is going to be the thing that's going to heal me? Do I need to change my diet? Do I need more rest? Am I too stressed out? Because I did become quite a workaholic after I became a full-time entrepreneur. It's one of those jobs where if you don't check yourself, you could easily be working 24-7 and putting your work before your social life, before your family, before your physical health and your mental health. And that definitely happened with me. So I started thinking, maybe I've just stressed myself out. Maybe I need to slow down. And that was definitely a big piece of the puzzle, but it wasn't the whole puzzle. Speaking of the workaholic life, before we move on to the next topic, I started the podcast in 2016 and it completely took off. It was so amazing and I'm so happy that I added this podcast into my brand and my life because I had been blogging for three and a half years at that point. But starting the podcast is when I feel like I finally got to share my voice in a way that obviously took it off the page, took it off of social media and really connected me to my audience. So before this, I had done some in-person events and I don't know, 30 people would come, maybe 50 people would come when I was in New York or Chicago or LA. But after I started the podcast, oh my God, like thousands of you in every city would show up to these things that I was hosting. And that was the way that I knew blogging. I mean, podcasting is the future. Blogging is amazing, but podcasting is such an incredible way to cultivate community. And this community has blown me away. So we will do a whole episode on podcasting and business, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention the podcast and starting the podcast in this episode because it's been such a huge part of my life story and one of the biggest blessings in my absolute life. And then there was my inner world, which brings me back to Tommy. I'm not going to leave you hanging on the Tommy story, but we are going to have him on the show and he can tell his story of overcoming addiction because honestly, if he can do it, anyone can do it. And for all these years, all throughout our 20s, Tommy was on heroin and I was watching him basically die. He's like, at least 6'2", and he weighed less than I did. Not a healthy situation, but we remained very, very close. He visited me in LA a lot, and this emotional toll that that took on me and wanting to take care of him, really my own my own way of showing up to the situation, because I don't blame Tommy at all for being in my life, for affecting my life. I wanted to have Tommy in my life, He wanted to not be a part of my life because he didn't want to affect me in those ways. And I wouldn't let him go ever. I was just so diehard about the fact that I'm always going to be here for this person. I'm always going to take care of him. I love him. Even if we're not together, 
I like he's like mine in this lifetime someone who I'm just so tied to karmically and otherwise and he's one of my people so that was going on didn't have a whole lot of boundaries there with wanting to take care of Tommy and being absolutely devastated having I was having emotional breakdowns all the time because the person who I loved and wanted to marry and be with and have a life with was not healthy. And also the version of him that I loved was gone. So I was like grieving him all the time, but still seeing him all the time. And it's just not a healthy place to be. Anyone who's in a similar position or has ever loved someone who's going through a very serious addiction will know what I'm talking about. And he was my addiction and I had my own stuff going on. So it was rough. Support for today's show comes from Honey Love. The reviews are in and Honey Love is the best shapewear for all different stages of life and all different occasions, anything that you can imagine. I know that so many of my friends who've been getting married lately have loved wearing Honey Love under their wedding dress or when I've been a bridesmaid and other people's weddings lately, I've been wearing Honey Love. But I also just love their everyday bras as well as their effective shapewear. You will immediately see and feel the difference of Honey Love when you put it on. And of course, we have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which I will get into in just a moment. So they have a couple of go-to items that I cannot get enough of. One of them is the Superpower Short. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. They have a signature target that sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It is designed to work with your body, not against it. They also have bodysuits, and I'm a huge bodysuit person. They have 360-degree bonded compression that smooths your tummy and hips, and it lifts without an underwire. So they're all about making you feel better in your body, not trying to change your body. And that is what I'm obsessed with because we are all perfect in our bodies. We just want to feel comfortable. It's easy to put on. It's easy to take off. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash balanced. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash balanced. Enjoy. I am such a beverage girl. You guys know this about me. I am beveragey. I even started an Instagram account called beveragey with some of my best friends back in the day, and we tagged it on the Balanced Blonde all the time. So we're going to talk about a functional wellness beverage that I am obsessed with right now, and it is Karma Water. You'll see Karma Water all over my Instagram because I am obsessed. The active ingredients found in pre-mixed vitamin drinks and kombuchas diminish sharply over time time, but Karma's unique push cap protects vitamins and nutrients until you're ready to drink it, ensuring you get the full nutritional benefits. Karma's new hydration kits combine everything I love about the brand's ready-to-drink line of functional waters with an enhanced level of convenience and customization. Each kit comes with a four-week supply of Karma push caps that can be fully customized 
and Karma designed a new BPA-free reusable water bottle specifically for its patented push cap. You can choose from a combination of their existing functional lines to create a customized kit of your own. They have Karma Wellness Water, Karma Probiotic Water, and Karma CBD Water. I'm such a fan of the wellness water and also the probiotic water because you know I am all about gut health and feeling amazing. You're going to love it. It's so easy, so TBB approved. Visit drinkkarma.com balanced and use code balanced at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's D-R-I-N-K-K-A-R-M-A.com slash B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D. Use code balanced for 15% off your first order. Cannot wait to hear what you think. bringing that all the way back around to the health stuff. I, after I did the Bali soul searching and tried to handle things with diet, nutrition, spirituality, saw every type of doctor under the sun, I finally was connected to a Lyme specialist, a tick-borne disease specialist in Beverly Hills. And when she did the testing on me for Lyme disease and for parasites and mold and all the co-infections of Lyme, which if you know about Lyme, you'll be familiar with, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, Bobesia, Bartonella, Tick-Borne Relapsing Fever, Ehrlichia, the list goes on. I know it sounds like I'm speaking another language. I came back positive off the charts for every single one of those. And that was in 2018. So that's when my journey on the Lyme path started. And this was, oh my God. I mean, it was like the biggest celebration of my life to have answers and to have a doctor who understood me and validated my pain and that I wasn't going crazy. And it was also like a death of my old self because I finally knew I am sick. This is very real. I need to hold myself to different standards and prioritize my health and slow down my life and and just go on this healing journey. So that's what I did. I was the poster child for Lyme healing for many years, doing everything from ozone to stem cells, hyperbaric chamber, SOT, IV antibiotics, IV vitamins. The list goes on. I was on hundreds of supplements, did tons of experimental treatments, did plant medicine journeys, which were my own choice to kind of take the power back into my own hands. And those were incredible experiences. And I do believe a lot of this helped me heal, especially the ozone and stem cells were really, really helpful for me. But the confusing thing with Lyme is that you feel when you're healing, you actually feel worse. You feel sicker while you're healing because the toxins are coming out of your joints and re-entering your bloodstream while you're detoxing them. It's called a Herxheimer reaction. So all throughout healing Lyme, I felt like such shit for many years. And I didn't know if this is because I was healing or if this was because I wasn't healing. And anyone who has a chronic illness will understand this. So I was really in the cycle of a Lyme patient. And when I was in that cycle, I found the teachings of Louise Hay and Dr. Wayne Dyer and all of these incredible spiritual healers who spoke about disease in the body by calling it dis-ease 
And I really related to that. I realized this disease is the overarching misalignment of everything in my life showing up in physical form to teach me spiritually what's not what I'm not doing. And this doesn't take away from the physical illness and the physical illness is very real. And I don't wish Lyme upon anyone, but I do believe that all of these mystery illnesses that are now cropping up as a whole epidemic. I mean, we had the pandemic, which we all know about. And then there's the chronic mystery illness epidemic where over 400,000 women a year are getting diagnosed with chronic mystery illnesses. And that doesn't account for the men. And that doesn't account for all the people who are not getting answers, who are very sick, who deserve answers. So when I was on the Lyme healing path, I looked around and I realized I'm surrounded by people who are sick in all of these healing environments that are not getting better, that are spending exorbitant amounts of money trying to heal. And it's a vicious cycle and it's horrible and no one deserves it. And then also the only people that I've ever seen get better from a chronic illness are the ones who commit to shifting their mindset. So I started studying those people. So the ones that I mentioned, Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, they've both passed on, but they have so many incredible books. And then there's Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. John Sarno, Dr. Bradley Nelson, don't worry, I'm going to have all these people on the podcast at some point. And I got into all of their work and started doing everything from rewiring my brain through meditation and mindset to reprocessing my trauma from childhood, which I will get into, and then working on the emotion code and how trauma lives in our body, emotions live stored in our body, and really getting into what that means. And I started diving into this work years ago. And I have to say, it wasn't until this year that it finally stuck. For years, I knew everything that Joe Dispenza was saying and how we can shift our mind, transform our bodies, transform our life. Like it all starts with us, but I knew how possible it was. But I also felt so resentful and so tired of that narrative because I was like, what about those of us who are really sick? I mean, I know All of that information is for people who are sick and healing. But what about those of us who have a chronic illness that makes us so weak, so tired, so much in pain that we don't even have it in us to do any of this stuff? We don't have it in us to wake up earlier, to add more meditation. We're just trying to survive. So that was the mindset that I kept vacillating back into. Although what I really wanted to do was just take what they were saying, all of these healers and run with it and be a light and just embody this mindset shift. So there's many, many things that happened over the course of these years of healing Lyme. And I just wrote a book that I, I, I kind of did the whole thing backwards where I wrote the book and then I'm sending it out to my agent where we'll be sending it out to publishers. But I wanted to write this book before I had a book deal because this story is my life's mission and writing about it, like nothing has ever been more important to me than writing about my story to help other people heal and tell the story of how I healed. So that's what you can expect in the book because I found a lot of things went through the dark night of my own soul many, many, many times over and emerged on the other side. And throughout those many years, it was really like 
the yo-yo effect of like, I can shift my mind to, no, I can't. I'm too sick to, I need my doctors. I need someone to heal this for me. And then I went through mental health stuff earlier this year after a lot of ketamine therapy, which we have an episode on ketamine therapy. If you want to learn more with Dr. Mike Dow from last year, after six sessions of ketamine, I ended up finding uncovered childhood trauma memories that I didn't remember or didn't even realize had happened in my life. And that sent me into panic and OCD where I then realized my whole life has been very colored by anxiety and these obsessive compulsive thoughts. And that's why many reasons why I'm such a perfectionist in my business and why I push myself so hard. And of course there's pros and cons, but mostly dealing with that type of mental health stuff is very, very hard. So I also have episodes all about that if you want to dive into those solos from earlier this year. But all of this was going on and the blessings in my life were that I got married during this time. Jonathan, my husband, is the dream partner for me, but for anybody who's suffering from chronic illness because he always told me, I'm with you on this. You're not alone. I will never leave you in sickness and in health. Even if you never get better, I love you. I love our life together. He never put any pressure on me and he was just there for me and his support has been everything. And then I had my baby Atticus at the end of 2021 and he's been such a light in my life and things have been good until all of the mental health stuff that I experienced earlier this year. But I'm able to see that now as such a gift. It really came in and shone a light to me on everything that the Lyme journey had tried to teach me, which I had learned at one point, but then I totally backslid and totally became somewhat of a workaholic again, didn't have enough time for myself. And when you're a mom, you have to be even more militant and cutthroat with your time. And I've had to find proper team members to delegate to in my business And when I really hit that rock bottom earlier this year, it was the invitation and the initiation to the beginning of the rest of my life and what the rest of my life is really supposed to look like. Like life is not supposed to be colored by chronic fatigue and horrible anxiety, but that's what I was experiencing every day. So at that point earlier this year is when I got really rigorous with my self-care in a whole new way and also with my spiritual awakening in a whole new way. So that's when I started channeling the Akashic Records, which I have to do a whole episode on the Akashic Records, but there's a book by Linda Howe. And if you're interested in the Akashic Records, you should totally read that book because it completely changed my life and taught me the keys to channeling in a way that really works for me. So I've been channeling for many years. A lot of you guys know this. I channel the Pleiadians, the starseed realms. I channel angels, frequencies of higher dimensions, higher frequencies of light, even my higher self and other people's higher selves, as well as those who've passed on. But I've never had that much control over my own gifts. And as they say, I've heard this many times from many healers, if you don't use the gift, the gift will use you. And that's what was happening with me. So it wasn't like some dark, evil, horrible thing. It was just that the gift was using me and that I was getting so much anxiety because I wasn't 
taking the time to meditate, to sit still, to let these messages come through and then implement these messages into my life. Because if I were to really sit and get honest with myself, these messages were telling me something is not right. (laughs) Something is off. Like you've got to get back to your spiritual practices. There are so many creations that want to be birthed through me in this process of having this brand. And I just felt too overwhelmed and also too wrapped up in the identity of someone with a chronic illness to bring any of those to fruition. So I had to untangle myself from all of that, which was a very interesting journey with EMDR therapy, IFS, anxiety medication, trauma reprocessing, somatic work. I've been working with an alignment coach, Eric. He'll be coming on the podcast in a couple weeks where we have been honestly going so deep into the keys that are helping me unlock the higher version, the higher vibration and frequency of my life because I know it's time to step into more. And I've been so proud of what I've done and how I've lived my life up until this point. But I also know that for all those years from like 2015 to 2022, 2023, early 2023, I was living in survival because I had gone through the trauma of this chronic illness. And when you bring it back to childhood, this was a long held identity of someone who didn't believe they were fully worthy or fully able to be a healthy, thriving, energetic person, just like everybody else. So I share this with you, not to have sympathy for me that I had whooping cough when I was young or anything like that. I share it to show you we all have these identities. We all have these ways that we define ourselves, the different ways that we feel about ourselves. And we basically become what we believe that we are. We become a set of programmed beliefs and habits about ourselves by the time we're 35 years old, oftentimes even sooner. I'm 32 and I know that that's true for myself. So even though I'm in the spiritual world and the wellness world and I do all this work on myself to always improve and be better, it wasn't until this year that I really realized I was rocked. I was rocked to my core. I was shook. And it was time to really get fully shaken up and begin again. So that's what I feel like I've done. Like the illness was the death and this has been the rebirth. And there have been so many beautiful gifts that have come from this rebirthing process that I have dedicated myself to. I have let go of these long held beliefs that I'm just such a people pleaser and that the way other people feel about me is always going to affect me and I'm always going to be putting their feelings before my own. I've totally busted through that limitation and it has been one of the freedoms, the joys and liberations of my life. And so for any empath, any highly sensitive person, people pleaser, I would highly recommend just working on that element of you and your boundaries and knowing that you're worthy of putting yourself first. And it's still a daily thing for me, but I was like so messed up by by thinking about any friendship that had gone wrong or anyone that might be mad at me. And I was using all that energy because I know I was afraid to actually use all of that energy on myself because if I used it on myself, then I would have to work harder 
internally to step up and rise into the higher vibration of who I've always been meant to be. So that's why this journey has been the gift of a lifetime. It has made me closer to everyone in my life. I was heavily disassociated. That's what I realized after all the ketamine therapy and after having these panic attacks and going back into the OCD that I felt as a child and having all these unprocessed memories come back up, I realized that I disassociated to keep myself numb and was kind of just coasting through life in this disassociated way, which I never would have known unless I embarked on the psychedelic therapy that unlocked these horrific mental health dark nights of the soul. But then I've had the opportunity this year to learn how to reassociate with myself and who I truly came here to be. So now my dreams, my goals, everything that I want to accomplish here on this earth has just enhanced. Like I've been wanting to write this book for eight years. I finally wrote it. I'm wanting to create a meditation platform, finally doing it. I've wanted to expand my team, finally doing that. Like even signing with Tier Media a year and a half ago was a big leap for me because it was something that took me really far outside of my comfort zone. And it has been such an amazing gift, truly, like such a fabulous enhancement to my brand, my life, my podcast. And I'm just looking to continue taking those leaps as we look into expanding our family and just like really soak in this time in my life. Because I know now I'm fully reassociated to who I am and who I came here to be and to my highest vibration of myself. And everything that I mentioned in this episode helped me get to where I am now. But the biggest thing was shifting my mindset. And so that's why with this meditation platform that I'm creating, I am going to be providing you with the exact types of meditations and affirmations that have helped me shift my mindset from one of limiting beliefs to trust, empowerment, embodiment, knowing that I am a light in this world. And if I'm not living as my light worker self, then what am I doing? Why am I even here? I can say the same for everybody listening because I know that everyone listening to this podcast is a light worker in their own way. That's what you are. So embrace it, know it, embody it, be energized by it because that is the truth. And that's where we're headed. So I really wanted to tell you this whole story of mine In a nutshell, even though I've left out many, many, many details, otherwise I'd be talking your ears off forever. And when have I not done that anyway? But I wanted to do that because I want you to also know where the podcast is going and where the brand is going and the big, big things that I see for The Balanced Blonde. I'm not playing small anymore. I'm not messing around anymore. I've said it many times. And I also don't want to discount all the hard work that I've put in until now, because I'm not saying, oh, I didn't work hard before when I was disassociated or I didn't know who I was back then. I was doing the damn best that I could. And I think I was doing a really, really good job. And that's not to toot my own horn, but that's to give myself permission and to hopefully inspire you to give yourself permission to love yourself at every stage every single stage because we're we're human creatures we're always going to be reaching for more we're always going to be striving for more but if we can't embrace who we are now and also respect and love the version of ourselves that got us to this point then we've got nothing because then we're just not appreciating 
who we are in our core. I love the girl that I was even very much so back when I was very disassociated when I was healing. And I understand why I disassociated. Like how on earth could I not have, by the way, I was in so much pain. I was giving all of my power over to my doctors for Lyme. I didn't know if I was ever going to heal. I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to have kids, which was one of my ultimate dreams. I didn't know if I was ever going to have energy again, or if I was just going to die that way. I had several near-death experiences, which we didn't even touch on, but there are other podcast episodes where I talk about those. And all in all, so much up-leveling has happened. I feel like I have met my soul family on this process. The friends that I have in my life now are the most incredible people. They are true family to me. And I know they're going to be in my life for the rest of my life. They're people who inspire me. They expand me. They make me want to reach for more. They mean so much to my son and my husband, and they mean so much to me. And I'm just so thankful for the path that I've been been on, because if I didn't walk this path, I wouldn't have met any of these people. And if I wasn't who I was six years ago, even though she was struggling a lot, I wouldn't have met some of the best friends that I have in my life now. And I also wouldn't have done any of the things that I did. So what I'm saying is we are all exactly where we're supposed to be. And it is all working out in perfect and divine timing. I'm so proud of you. If you're listening to this, I'm so proud of us. It is not easy to be human. And it's especially not easy to be human for those of us who don't feel like we're from here or those of us who have had chronic illness or have had mental health issues or pain in some way. And we're doing it. We're really doing it. We're living. We're doing amazing. We're kicking ass. And I hope that this episode can show you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. If you're going through a hard time, there is so much to look forward to and there is an end to your pain. And even if you're not struggling and you're just looking to grow your business or be inspired entrepreneurially, hello, I'm so happy that you're here. And that's something that I really want to focus our next solo episode on because I was kind of vacillating today. Do I tell my life story in a nutshell, including spirituality, business, family, etc.? Or do I tell my business story? Because everybody has been asking me for that lately. But I think that's what we'll get into next time. So come tell me on Instagram or email me or comment on the blog or whatever it is that you like to do what you thought of this episode, what you'd like to learn more about, and what you'd like to hear on the next solo. Thank you so much for listening. I feel weird cutting it off here because I have so much more to say, and I want to make sure I wrapped up all the themes in this one particular story. So to finish up, I do want to say Tommy's doing well. As of two years ago, he got sober. I'm so proud of him, and he's going to come on the show soon to tell his story. And so many things helped me in my own healing from psychedelics to water fasting to supplements to Chinese medicine. And I can't wait for you guys to read all about it in my book, honestly. And what else? Life is good. Atticus is amazing. Jonathan's amazing. I feel like a very lucky girl. I'm going to the Taylor Swift concert this weekend. Come say hi if you're going to be there. And yeah, Next week, I promise, we'll talk about something really fun. I feel like this one, I hope it was fun, even though there were some intense elements, but I really wanted to just share my heart with you guys. It's my favorite thing in the world. So thank you for supporting the show. 
If you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify, send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancewand.com so I can enter you into this week's, this week's big wellness giveaway. And I can also thank you by sending you my free yoga ebook. And maybe you're hearing Atticus screaming in the background because that's what's happening now as I head into my evening. So I'm sending you all a lot of love. Talk soon. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys.